Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, hello again, and welcome to the show today. You know, it's always interesting to have someone that is uh, so brilliant that it stretches my mind. And I have someone on the show today that not only is a leader herself, she's a very educated leader with a PhD. She has a leadership role at Harvard Business School. Need I say more? So I hope my questions are deep enough, but simple answers so that we understand. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Shalette uh, Stewart. She is a graduate of Harvard University with a lot of experience in corporations and currently serves, as I said, in a leadership role at Harvard Business School. She's an international speaker. She's an author of a book called Revelations in Business, which she'll talk about. And she has her own company as well, Stuart Consulting. Um, So this show, I'm sure those of you who are listening will have questions for someone of this stature. I certainly do. So let's get started. I encourage you please to put things in the chat box my producer Derek will be watching and we'll answer them as we go and after the fact if you have questions you have for Dr. Stewart you can email her and we'll put her credentials up and how you can reach her at the end of the show so well may I just call you Shalette and I'm delighted to be with you today thank you for the opportunity Thank you, Shalette. All right, well, let's get going. I um, I would love to talk about just specifically your role now in what you're doing uh, at uh, Harvard Business School. Can you explain it to us, what, what you're doing? Sure. So I have the pleasure of serving in a role where I'm responsible for managing our partnerships with Fortune 100 companies for the Southeast area of the United States. And so typically I will partner with CEOs and chief HR officers to understand their succession planning initiatives and their leadership development goals, and then design leadership development solutions that will address their needs. These solutions may be on-demand learning, maybe micro-learning, maybe executive education classes at the main campus in Boston, or it may be uh, virtual leadership platforms. I've had the uh, pleasure of teaching MBAs and seasoned executives in a classroom environment as well as on a a virtual leadership uh, platform and virtual learning platform, and they both are very effective. So it's really providing leadership development solutions in a myriad of ways for Fortune 100 companies. Okay, that makes sense. Now, what about organizations that have their own universities, where they have their own leadership programs that they determine are what's important for their business? How does that align with theirs? 
Good question. So because most of our clients, Valerie, are global organizations, global corporations, many of them do have their own corporate universities. So Chick-fil-A, the Coca-Cola company, American Express, AT&T. And so our position is always that we never try to inform or tell them how to conduct their business, but we do add value in unique ways. And I would say um, there are four primary ways. The first is thought leadership. And so we're privileged to have rich research coming from all of the Harvard uh, schools. And that's just a part of the Harvard University legacy. So it's uh, thought leadership. It's leadership development solutions across a myriad of different platforms. Uh, the third one, I would say, are best practices. Because we work with so many companies across the world within a number of different industry sectors, we can share best practices with our clients, whether they be within their industries or outside of the industry. And then lastly, just an objective point of view and perspective. Okay, very clear. Thank you for that. Well, then let's get going. I've got some questions that I think my listeners would be interested in knowing, too. I know from your bio and speaking with you prior that you have a lot of expertise in strategic planning. So my question to you is, um, in today's world, which is ever-changing, how difficult is it for leaders to align execution with strategy in other words it's one thing to come up with a strategy which by the way probably now is changing ever so <laughs> fast um, but so there's there's a strategic plan there's our direction and then there's executing on that there's a disconnect I find in my own work sometimes with developing the strategy, and then making sure that it is executed all throughout the organization. So what would you say is, if you were advising a CEO or a leader at any level, uh, to make sure that execution is happening? That's, that's such a great question, Valerie. Um, through my consultancy, through Stuart Consulting, I have the uh, pleasure and opportunity of working with so many companies and nonprofits around the world, in India and China, and of course here in the United States. And that's always a challenge. It's actually um, the, the business case for having a solid business plan in place because you need a blueprint, an organization needs a blueprint to connect strategy with execution. And so I work with a number of organizations. Uh, my approach is very innovative. It's really strategic business planning based on biblical principles. And so a lot of that is coming from my book, Revelations in Business. So I do quite a bit of work with Christian nonprofits and Christian organizations, but the principles of strategic planning are still the same. Uh, there, there's a thoughtful process that we must go through. And I do that, <clears throat> excuse me, with all of my clients. Uh, to make sure that strategy is in fact connected with implementation. And so many people will overlook, Valerie, uh, the, the notion of evaluation and assessment. That's absolutely important as well. Um, so taking it a little bit deeper and, and in a different direction, Shalette, one of the finds that uh, findings that I uh, see in companies is that there's alignment easily with executing, you know, a leader can rely on their boss, on their direct reports. Where the disconnect seems to happen is across departmental lines. And how would you advise a leader to ensure that it is not only coming up down, but it is coming sideways, 
<laughs> perpendicular in all directions and that those people are brought in in a way that they understand what the strategy is and how to execute. Absolutely, that's critical. Um, when I'm partnering with my clients, it's imperative that we take a holistic approach to strategic business planning. It's imperative that we take an integrated approach. And what I mean by that, uh, Valerie, is typically when I'm partnering with my clients through Stuart Consulting, it's not just with the CEO or just with the C-suite. Um, it's also with the entire leadership team. So a broader team of key functional leaders. So it's bringing in the perspective from marketing, from finance, from operations, and even bringing in the perspective, Valerie, from key clients and customers. So it's important that that perspective and the process is not just insular and just focused on the internal organization, but it's also important to bring in the perspectives from clients and customers because ultimately that is why we are in business is to serve our clients and, and our, our clientele. Okay. I have a... a um workshop that I call Managing Sideways to Influence Your Scope of Reach. And it's interesting when I ask a leader, what is your scope of reach? They're not quite sure what I mean, but that's exactly what I mean. As a leader at any level in an organization, where are all those touch points? So a tip from me to add to what you said is to maybe make a list of if it's a circle, if there's a circle and you're in the middle of that circle and then draw a bigger circle around that with spokes. And so where do you touch point in other units, in other areas, in other departments where in order for you to get your work done, you have to reach across and get help from someone else. You need a report from them to get your information. So do you have any tips on how to do that effectively? In other words, influencing people who don't work with you at all, but you need to reach across and build that relationship that maybe you don't even have. Absolutely, it's definitely critical. Um, so critical that I devoted one of the chapters in my book, Revelations in Business, Connecting Your Business Plan with God's Purpose and Plan for Your Life, to this whole notion, the chapter is the divine operations plan. And in that chapter, Valerie, I address what you were alluding to. It really is a certain degree of influence without authority. And so how do you influence uh, your colleagues across the organizational lines and outside of specific silos in a very productive and constructive way? And so in Revelations in Business, I provide very practical tools, but also biblical insights and real life examples of how to do that in today's environment, whether it's uh, influencing a colleague or influencing upward to the C-suite, or even influencing a uh, downward as you galvanize your teams around specific initiatives. Okay, so I would love for you to hold your book up and could you give us one or two tips from the book on exactly what you just said? Sure. So this is a visual of Revelations in Business, connecting your business plans with God's purpose and plan for your life. I've been so blessed. The uh, book has received a number of Christian literary awards. Again, it provides biblical principles, practical tools, and real-life examples. And on the back of the book, you'll find a formal endorsement from Dan Cathy, who many of your audience members will recognize 
as the chairman and CEO of Chick-fil-A. And so I always say, if you don't have a business plan, after reading Revelations of Business, you will, because each chapter is devoted to a key element of a business plan. And if you do have a business plan, it just helps you take your plan to a higher level of excellence because it's based on the sovereign word of God. So literally hundreds of, of biblical scriptures and references. So you are someone who has to go out there every day, Shalette, and influence people. How do you do that? Yeah. So um, for me, Valerie, uh, my calling, if you will, is to take business to a higher level of excellence. And so it's really a Christian worldview approach. So even the way that I engage with my clients is really around um, integrating biblical insights into the strategic planning process. So that's why I have so many uh, Christian companies and Christian nonprofits as clients. And so this whole notion of influence for me, Valerie, is a calling. It's a ministry. And so um, people understand and recognize that it's, it's a greater purpose than just our business or just our family or just our communities. It really is about kingdom purpose. So the way that I uh, influence is really by operating in my purpose, in my divine calling and um, allowing the Lord to lead me in terms of opportunities and opening up new doors um, uh, around the business and around the, um, the platform. So influence for me is really just operating and calling. Okay. Thank you for that. Let's get to um, communication, back to executing uh, a strategy or a goal and so forth. Oftentimes, leaders know to communicate a lot. And we know from research that in times of change, that we're all living in and will for a while, it takes a lot more communication. However, having said that, it isn't just about the amount of communication that one puts out. And yet that's what we measure. Well, oh my goodness, I will hear. I've had town halls every week. I've had emails go out regularly. I've, 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 in other words, I've sent it out, I've sent it out, I've said it again, I've said it again. How many times do I have to say it? And sometimes I'll hear back, I thought that this department or this, or this person got it and no missed the mark so what is it about communication today in a chaotic world that we will live in for some time that is uh, important to make sure that people are understanding the direction that each individual person is being held accountable for yes I've actually taught a number of executive education classes, again, to, to MBAs and seasoned executives, and um, some of them have been on the topic of communications. And I believe that uh, the principles are still the same. Um, 10 years ago and even today, um, there's certain basic fundamental principles around effective communications that I believe it's an imperative that we adhere to. So for example, uh, knowing your audience, knowing what's on their mind, knowing what their primary concerns are, whether it's the audience of your marketing team or the audience of your clients or your customers. Uh, knowing what really is of concern to them is one. Uh, a second one I would say, Valerie, is uh, customizing your communications and tailoring them 
to meet the needs of that particular audience. So if you are speaking to Wall Street, of course, most of your communications will be vetted in and entrenched in uh, quantitative measures and financial measures. But if you're speaking to the advertising team or the marketing team, maybe more qualitative measures, it may be more marketing research. So speaking to your audience in a way that one, addresses their primary concern, but two, does it in a way that really is targeted to them, that's customized and tailored to them. Thank you, those are great tips, those are great tips. Back to your book for a minute. Can you open the table of contents and just tell us what uh, you think are two of the chapters that you enjoyed writing the most and why? Well, Revelations in Business is about 400 pages long, and each chapter is dedicated to a key element of a business plan. So from your mission and vision to your situation analysis to your uh, goals and objectives, your strategies and tactics, your marketing plan, uh, management organization plan, your operations plan, financial plan, implementation plan, exit plan, and also exit strategy and evaluation plan. So those are the key elements of a comprehensive business plan. I will share, um, I enjoyed writing the book. It, it took eight years of research um, and study and, and compiling all the information and revelations in business to provide not just the, the uh, practical insights from Harvard of how to say, write a clear, concise mission and vision statement, but also the biblical insights. For instance, the book of Habakkuk says to write the vision and make it plain so that all who hear it can run with it. So it took time, but I enjoyed every aspect. A couple of chapters that stand out for me uh, really have to do with mission and vision. I'm very passionate, as you know, Valerie, about purpose-driven leadership. Uh, when I graduated from Harvard uh, with my master's, I did my capstone uh, project on authentic Christian leaders. And so um, I had the pleasure of co-authoring a, a Harvard Business School case uh, that featured Marvin Ellison, who was then at the time the CEO of JCPenney, now CEO of Lowe's. Um, and also just, uh, just the entire notion of, of authentic leadership is very important to me. And so the idea of having a mission and vision, not just for a company, but for an individual, I find to be an imperative. You have to understand your purpose um, and your mission, your vision as a leader before you can positively impact uh, an organization. So that's one chapter in particular that um, is always a joy to, to share with my audiences as I travel around the world. I'm um, I'm smiling because I know as an author <laughs> how much time and really deep energy it takes. Um, that's probably why most authors, many of them, have ghostwriters, and I didn't, and you didn't, and so <laughs> it takes a lot of time. In terms of um, what you talked about, purpose, it's not easy even as a person of faith, to really understand your purpose. I know that from a lot of people who call and say, well, I, I think my purpose is, but I'm not sure. Can you give us a couple of concrete tips to help anyone really nail what their purpose is? And what is a purpose anyway? Yes. Yeah. 
So good question, um, and it's one that resonates with audiences all over the world, is this whole notion of purpose. Um, I was in China a few years ago ministering to business leaders there, um, and so it resonates in Asia just as it does in the United States or in Europe or in India. And so um, for me, a purpose is really um, what God has created me to do. And so you look at... Um, and Jeremiah, uh, where we all have a purpose, Jeremiah 29, 11. And so um, one of the best ways to identify your purpose, I always encourage the audiences, and I would encourage our, our viewers and listeners today, is to begin from within. And what I mean by that is to uh, be prayerful. So pray, meditate, contemplate, about your purpose. We serve a loving God. He's not going to give us a purpose, but not tell us what it is. But it's up to us to be proactive and intentional uh, in, in praying about it, asking uh, for our purpose to be revealed. So I think that's, that's a major challenge, uh, that first step. And then once you begin the process of praying, I think the next step, Valerie, is simply paying attention to some of the clues to our purpose. All of the clues, and many of them, are within us. So um, I would encourage the audience today to think about your natural gifts and skill sets and talents and abilities and those hobbies that you enjoy doing. Um, what is it that you're always getting complimented on that for you is very, um, very easy, not arduous at all? Those are clues, and I believe that those clues, Valerie, are oftentimes directly linked to our purpose as individuals. Those are great tips. You know, it's um, it's interesting sometimes to ask someone, well, what are your greatest strengths? And they'll list, you know, things that are pretty obvious. But sometimes those strengths are things that they don't even realize they have because they come so naturally. Uh, for example, I will say, uh, let's see, let me think of an example, and you be thinking of one too, please, where I was working with a young emerging leader, and he had a gift of clear, concise communication. He was just a great communicator. And he told me all kinds of strengths he had, but he never mentioned that. In other words, he had the gift of gab. We all know people that just seem to have that. And when I pointed it out and said, you know, when we talk, whether it's in person or by phone or Zoom, you are so good at communicating. And he stopped and he said, really? And I said, yes. And he said, well, what makes you say that? In other words, it was a gift. And that's the point, isn't it? It was so a part of his DNA that he didn't realize that. So I love what you said about pay attention to what people say. And when I told him that, he just lit up. And it was as if I'd given him a wrapped package or something. Any thoughts from you yes. on that? Yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly, Valerie. Oftentimes, our purpose really um, is connected to our areas of gifting. And you're absolutely right. Oftentimes, we're not even aware of it because um, it, it, they come so natural to us. And so that's why I encourage uh, leaders and I encourage individuals in general to really take some time and be thoughtful, be prayerful, list what you get complimented on, list what it is that you do quite easily that for others is quite difficult. Um, list uh, what your passions are, list those, those, uh, 
activities that when you're immersed in, time just seems to, to fly by. Because when you begin to commit pen to paper and actually make a list, you'll begin to see certain themes. And that will help you connect with your, uh, your purpose and calling. That's great. Shalette, what surprises you the most in uh, working today, both positively and negatively? What surprises you the most in how we go about doing what we do, wherever we are in whatever industry? Yes. Um, I would say that one area that continues to surprise me, Valerie, and I'm not sure why this seems to be a challenge, um, even for our society, is this whole notion of really uh, purpose-driven leadership and authentic leadership. I'm really operationalizing that in a very meaningful way within corporate America within small businesses. Um, I believe that it's so important for us to understand our purpose and calling first before we can facilitate the purpose and the mission and vision of a company. But what I'm finding um, across all industries, companies of all sizes, is that there's very little rich conversation and uh, little to no operationalization of really purpose-driven leadership training. And I, I believe that's why um, so many leaders are resonating with Revelations in Business and with uh, Stewart Consulting and with even some of our purpose-driven classes at, at Harvard. Um, there's a hunger for that, but I believe that we as a society need to be more intentional around that. Um, authentic leadership and what does that mean? How do we educate a new generation to understand their purpose and connect with those companies that will help facilitate their purpose? I believe that will allow morale to increase, that allows engagement to increase. Um, and you and I have heard the stories from Harvard, from Gallup study, uh, studies that say that so many uh, U.S. workers are disengaged. And that causes a decline in performance, productivity, and bottom line profitability. So I believe that if we can get focused uh, more with the individuals and their purpose and then aligning to the correct organizations, then productivity will increase. Great. Great information, Shalette. What, um, what bugs you? I would say, um, actually, uh, it's, it's somewhat related to that. It's this notion that we can't bring our spiritual selves uh, to, to work in a very meaningful way, uh, particularly in the United States. I think we have more work to do around that. And really, uh, we, we spend quite a bit of time discussing the notion of diversity and inclusion. And um, I believe that we need to really expand that concept to include uh, more spiritual diversity, uh, more religious um, thought leadership, so that people can bring their whole selves uh, to work. So it's not just their intellectual capacity, but their um, their religious beliefs in a way that still honors the workplace. You know, the Bible says that we are to honor our employees. And so, again, being able to operationalize that in a way that makes sense for, for each company and in each organization. So I think what uh, really concerns me is the fact that um, I'm not seeing enough done in that area, uh, enough progress, if you will. And um, I believe that we will get there. It just takes time. <laughs> well, being authentic is what you're talking about. Shalette, I always ask teachable points of view, your lessons learned. You've given us one, which uh, you said have a purpose, connect your purpose with what you're doing. Um, the other one you mentioned is focus on legacy building. You want to talk about that for just a moment? 
Sure. I have the pleasure of serving as the commencement speaker for Judson University uh, later this year, and I'll be sharing insights around the importance of legacy. But um, I believe that it's imperative for us to be prayerful and thoughtful and intentional and strategic as we think about our legacy, because we will all leave a legacy. And so it's important that we leave a legacy of blessings and not curses. But in order to do that, we really need to begin the process of controlling and designing and creating the narrative around our legacies. And so understanding um, what I call the proverbial, proverbial dash, I talk about it in Revelations of Business. You know, we have a tombstone and there's the date of, of birth and then there's a dash and then the date of, of death. And so the challenge becomes, how are you living your dash? How are you leaving a positive, lasting legacy in your family, in your community, and in the world? I love that. How are you living your dash? Shalette, mm -hmm. this has been really great. How can people um, get in touch with you should they want to know more about you or and or the book? Oh, it has been wonderful. It's always a delight to share with you, Valerie, and congratulations on doing it right. The excellent platform that you have in place, it's really enhancing the lives of others. I would invite the audience to uh, log on to ShaletteStewart.com. They can email me through the website or just engage with me on all the different uh, social media platforms. And Revelations in Business is available in Amazon or on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com and wherever fine books are sold. That's great. Shalette, I wish you all the very best as you continue doing your work in your consulting company and at Harvard Business School. Thank you for being on today. Thank you for having me. Same to you, Valerie. You're welcome. Well, we've heard a lot about leadership. We've heard a lot about tips. I love the sh fact that she shared a lot of tips, and I'm sure your comments are probably coming or will come of other things. And Shalette promises me that whatever you post, she will answer. So please do that. And I invite you to get in touch with me. I want to hear what's important to you. Please send me an email, Valerie at ValerieAndCompany.com, Valerie at ValerieAndCompany.com, or pick up the phone and call me. I'm going to give you my phone number. How's that? 214-502-3334. I'll pick up the phone and I'll answer. I want to be in touch with my friend fans, and that's who you are. You've given us this platform, and we really care about talking to you and what's challenging to you. So until next time, as Shalette said, stay authentic, be real, and come back next week. Bye for now. All right, so here's my Valerieism for today. When in doubt, don't. You can remember that. When in doubt, don't. And here's what I mean by that. Have you ever had times when, especially when things are moving so fast in our world, decisions are having to be made quickly, and yet you're kind of fuzzy about, uh, should I do this? Should I make this decision? Should I go there? Should I explore this direction? Those times when you're really not clear, which are most of the times, right? I will just say, in those times, if you're in doubt, meaning you keep wavering, not just quick doubt, but I just don't know, well, maybe I should, well, maybe I shouldn't, well, I'm going to talk to somebody, well, I'm going to get advice, well, who can I call? <laughs> if you have enough doubts for enough period of time, 
there's something about that it is saying to you hmm maybe don't I've had times in my life when I wish I'd listened to what's called intuition and men and women both have it so get into your intuition during those times reflect think about it if you can't make the decision don't Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.